Live shows are back, and guess what? So are we. Join us over the course of the next few episodes as we dive into and relive the most recent concerts we've attended. Our first stop on the Concert Goers Tour is Seattle, Washington, where I had the immense pleasure of kicking off my post-pandemic live music renaissance by watching the one and only Sir Paul McCartney perform at the Climate Pledge Arena. The Concert Goers Podcast, Episode 301, Paul McCartney's Got Back Tour at Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, with your hosts, Jessica Dion and Jenny Fiasque. Gee, it has been a long time. It's been way too long. It has, but we are back. We're doing this. With new shows. New shows? Like, have you been to a concert, Jess, or have you been to concerts? I have been to concerts. Mm, as have I. Mm, how exciting. I think a lot of people are now starting to go back to concerts, and that is very exciting. Very fun. It is. And uh, I got to say, we had a, a text exchange last week, I think, and uh, I said that I don't, I, I'm not the same person I was uh, two years ago going into a show anymore. Same. Uh, just the whole aspect of it is 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 a whole different experience now. You just feel like you, yeah. You feel like you appreciate it more, right? Yeah. yeah. For me, when uh, when the lights go down, that's like, uh, whew, like what a rush, you know, to hear everyone like cheering and did you screaming? Did you forget how to clap? Because I have to say that at the first time I was like, oh, it feel, feels kind of weird to clap. I don't. I haven't done this in so long. No, it came back naturally. There are I, I know what you're talking about though, because there's definitely people around me like that I didn't, still are, I didn't forget that are how just to like, clap. oh, they're off. I'm like, yeah. okay. There's also there's that, and there's also a discussion I've had with a few friends, which was the the boomer generation, mm -hmm. I feel like are different now at shows than they were two years ago because they don't really know how to act. Okay. What do you mean though? Like, for example, I, I went to Sting a few nights ago. And like it was a boomer crowd. Yeah, of course. And and but I feel like that generation prior to years ago would have still gotten up and like had a good time versus now they're still kind of masked and don't know if they're allowed to get up, if they're allowed to clap. Like the guy next to me at Sting, he sat the same way for two hours. Like that's a that sounds like a fun time for him. And, yeah, and I was having time of my life, you know. But like, it is it just it is weird um, to be yeah. seated to, to be seated in the crowd and sort of so close to someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also I, I could make a bunch of uh, police jokes and don't stand so close to me, but I won't. I won't. This isn't um, the episode. It is not the episode. No. But I f I felt like people walked into the venues and they had their masks on, and then they were like, you know what? I'm maybe. It's fine. Maybe I'll get it. And if I get it COVID, I'm going to get it here. And uh, yeah. yeah, here you go. And people just yeah. progressively took their masks off and were like, okay, well, you know what? Screw this. We're here now. So, so here's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm in Montreal and the mask uh, mandate is still uh, here, is still, you know, here right. more or less. Um, in BC, is it gone? Yeah, and I know I, you've also seen other shows that were not in BC. You went yeah, to the States. I did. So, obviously, there it's a free-for-all. Yeah, kind of a free-for-all, but I think it depends on where you are. So, yeah. you know, I, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Here, the... And do you wear your mask? I, I didn't. I, I wore okay. it in and out of the venue and whenever I was uh, moving around. Not at I, your seat. But not at my seat because yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't want to. It was a... It was a personal choice. Personal I'm, choice. you know, I'm I'm triple vaxxed. I've done everything I can possibly do, but also I would like to now enjoy this. And yeah. most venues still have a uh, a vaccination policy. You can't go in if you're not vaccinated and things like that. Really? So I don't know if that's everywhere, but I know that um, okay. that that is the case for a lot of places still. So okay. I don't I don't know if that actually makes a difference. Um, and likely it's just some kind of some kind of false uh you know sense of security but but whatever and mm-hmm. this is just what it's going to be and i know we had another text exchange uh about you know band members testing positive or crew members yeah, or things we'll, like yeah, that we'll and where that. yeah and where does it stop because um I, I don't i don't know what the future of touring is if every time not talking sick. To, well yeah. i'm not talking about a lead artist i'm not saying no. you know it, sting but i'm just saying if someone you know the sound guy is there no backup sound guy or do we have to just like cancel yeah. the show so that that's a whole other thing but I, I don't really yeah i don't really know but we're not gonna get into that now because uh we're gonna waste we're here to have stuff. a good time we are here and, to have a good time we're here to and we know people have been waiting for us to come back um we want to just like maybe prep you a little bit that this will not be a full season of episodes nope just uh, a, but like a it'll keep season. you it'll keep you busy for the next few weeks yeah um and and then you know we'll come back later on with well because we have to the whole point we have to to vent about these shows we've been going to that (laughs) and also we need to uh rack up some more concerts before we can we can keep going because we like to talk about the the new shows that we're seeing and Mm -hmm. obviously the past but we've we've spent a lot of time in the past and now it is time to talk about the the new ones so our first episode of this very short little season but teaser season I went to see Paul McCartney. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I ruined your intro there. I but know like, it was the way you said teaser season. Teaser season. I All went, right. So who did you go see, Jess? I went to see Paul McCartney in Seattle. Yes, the two USA. nights. USA. Two nights. Um, May second and May third, and that's the first time I've seen him now since 2019. So the last time I saw him was in Vancouver in 2019, and it has been almost three years. That's I would just like to say. That three years without seeing your favorite artist in the world mm-hmm. is not a good time. It's not a good time. It is not. No, it is not a good time. <laughs> but the shows were an amazing time. And yeah, and, and I'm glad you had a good time. And one of the first things I asked you about the show was, how was his voice? It was great. Listen, I've, I've seen fucking, a lot He's going to be fucking 80 years old. Exactly. So let's, <laughs> let's keep that in mind. The thing is... I'm such a fan that if Paul decided to read liner notes on stage, <laughs> I would still pay a ridiculous amount of money to go see him. Right, so your favorite me, artist. Yeah, so to me, it, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. And I, I, I don't understand this whole debate about his voice and, you know... I think uh, he sounds great, but I was just curious because obviously you're, he's, he's older. So I'm like, yeah. either the, 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 the break gave him a great... Yeah, you I know, voice or it ruined it. You no, know what I mean? it it didn't. Use. Not at all. Yeah. I think I think the rest did some good, and I think that he sounded really really strong. And he, uh, you know, he's been singing these songs for a hundred years, for his whole life, almost. essentially. And yeah. um, he just, it's amazing to watch him. Like I don't I don't understand how he's still. 
and his his voice is a bit lower in certain of course um, areas, obviously, as you know. But he doesn't, unlike Elton John or Billy Joel, he hasn't taken de- the songs down, uh, you know, so that he can yeah. f- so that it can fit his voice. So he's still singing the original keys, which is quite a, a feat in itself. No and kidding. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 really quite um how could I say it? It it's it's like it's magical because you're seeing these songs that you've you know you've you've heard on albums and things like that. So um you, you know, if if somebody is new to the podcast and they're just tuning in for this episode, um I have spoken about Paul McCartney a couple times and these these two shows were my 37th and 38th shows crazy yeah paul mccartney <laughs> shows not concerts just yeah, imagine i've only made the 38 shows nope i have been to many more of those but 38 of those have been paul mccartney and um the other thing i'd like to say just about his voice quickly is that if you don't if you think that he doesn't sound the same which is impossible no one sounds the same don't go yeah, like, exactly. no bitchy. one is forcing you to go and yeah. i will gladly take your tickets that's <laughs> as long as they're not on the nosebleeds, we don't want that. Or no, past we, seventh row, actually. Past seventh row is not good as a no go. Not, not for me. No, no. I mean, it. Time. Listen, I was, I was very, very lucky. I was sitting third row center for both nights. Nice. I paid same handsome, seats. Same seats. Oh, um, I paid handsomely for them, but still, uh, okay. I went alone the first night, and I had uh, some friends near me. And then the second night, I went with uh, Terry. So. Nice. That was uh, that was good. I figured it would be better if he came uh, to the second show and not the first show because the first show I'd probably be like freaking out the entire time, and yeah. uh, I freaked out both nights. So I also feel like um, Terry's the only person that can probably see you in that state because yes. I I definitely don't want to see you. No, I know we've had this discussion before where you're like, no thanks. I'm good. I'll sit away. Yeah, and actually, it's probably better. Yeah, it is. Um, so, so, um, but was this your, uh, were these your first, uh, concerts since the pandemic? Or yeah. Like not, not a, just a Paul of, no, general? just in general. I hadn't seen anything okay. since, uh, since that's the pretty, end of the that's pretty great. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a pretty solid, like I, I, I ended the year with a uh, 2019 Paul. That, with Paul and I, I began, um, the Renaissance, um, <laughs> after, <laughs> with Paul. So, yeah. The Renaissance I, era of concerts. The Renaissance era of concerts is, uh, is true. Uh, yeah. so, you know, I, the thing is he announces these, these shows and this is the Got Back Tour, which is, you know, very aptly named. Get it? Yeah, it's, it's, I got it. Um, and the tickets sell out in like five seconds. And a, a whole other thing that we will eventually get in it into at some point is Ticketmaster gouging people with, <laughs> like we were seeing tickets that were $19,000 and they weren't even resale tickets. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's this thing now, these platinum seats. Yeah, where the platinum members. Yeah. If you have bought tickets, then your tickets will automatically show up as more expensive than somebody else's. And I don't understand how... This is is happening. I I would love for someone to shed some light on it, but really, what it is is a is a is a gouge. Yeah, like, scam. It's a scam because I I spend a lot of money on tickets. You spend a lot of money on tickets, and I don't want to feel like I'm being screwed because I go to a lot of shows. So okay, so that's the okay. We're not yeah. getting into this, but no, we're that's not. The, but... Okay, that's the okay. Now I understand more because I understood what it was, but I didn't realize it was that. Yeah, it's that. Wow, eh? they're screwing us. Yes. 
How All fun. Right. Okay, let, let, let's let let's get back to the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know man. who didn't screw us? Paul McCartney. No, let's he did go. not. He did not. Um, I did. I don't know. People, you know, pe- whenever he's off uh, and he announces a new tour, people want to hear the set list that, you know, everybody has an ideal set list. My ideal set list is not the same as yours. Uh, yeah. is not the same as Terry's. So for me, I prefer to see more wings and Paul solo heavy, less Beatles heavy, but obviously he's a Beatle. He's a Beatle. So people want to see the, the Beatles songs and I'm absolutely fine with that. So as long as you're seeing him, that's the whole point, right? Exactly. I don't, yeah. um, I don't, I don't, really like you said, care. you could be reading like the, the phone book and you'll be like, yeah, you know, it's fine. exactly. <laughs> Um, so the first night we got to Seattle um, just before lunch. We were standing right by this, the Space Needle. It's like this very, uh, it's it, there's like a little hub where uh, the Climate Pledge Arena, which is this brand new arena where the Seattle Kraken play. It's like a really, really beautiful arena. It's, I mean, I know it's brand new, but it's really, really nice. And it's got yeah, no like, um, it's all sustainable and everything that's in there is, is really state of the art. You should see the led screens. They're like as big as my house. Like it's ridiculous. Oh, wow. okay. oh you mean like on the outside? No, on the inside. On the inside. Yeah. Oh. And they had like this photo op where people could go take pictures and it was like Paul McCartney got back and it was, it, it was very, very cool. Um, oh. but before, um, we went in, I do this thing called limo watch, which is, uh, waiting for Paul's limo to arrive. Uh, outside the venue and so we waited there for about an hour and a half or so and that's not uh, horrible no it's not bad and he pulls up and he always slows down and he, he puts down his window and then you get to wave at him for about a second and a half and it's like the adrenaline the rush that you need to get you to the show True. yeah but then there's like three hours between him arriving and the start of the show and those three hours are like what the hell am i doing I don't. I don't want to eat. I don't want to yeah. go anywhere. I just, just kind of. I just want to go in the sit in my seat. Yeah. Yes, but you can. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. whatever. So he he does that, and when he does pull up, he's going into sound check, and I didn't get to do sound check the first night, but I got to do it the second night, and I'll I'll uh, I'll elaborate on that after. But so this venue is like one of the best staffed, best run venues in the world. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's because it's new. I don't know what it is, but it took me six minutes in a lineup of about 250 people to get through the front door. That was, that's wow. it. I have been to shows where I have missed the opening act yeah. because again, they, they've got like <laughs> one door open. So no. So yeah. this, this was, this was really great. And I was, you know, very, very happy to be seated in the third row and it was nice. And, <laughs> you know, and, because I was right in the middle, all I could see was the, the microphone and, you know, he doesn't have an opening act, but he does have Chris Holmes, who's the DJ and he plays, he plays Beatles stuff, he plays right? Beatles stuff. He plays solo McCartney stuff. And you'll hear some stuff that are really like B sides only like major fans will, will know. So it's, it's, it's really nice and it sets sort of a, a vibe. And then he goes off stage and there's this screen, like these two big screens that roll this film of, okay, so that's still the same. Yeah, that's, that's it's, the, like, yeah, all the so memories and all exactly. that stuff. Exactly. So it's photos and um, you know, just like drawings and stuff, and it, and it's it's really cool, and it goes up the sides, and um, you watch that for about twenty five minutes, and then what happens is that it gets the film gets progressively darker as like the lights, it's like nighttime, so you see this, and then um, at the top is the Hofner base, and 
it it just starts it just sort of sort of stands out and the um the lights go down and then it it becomes kind of uh you know it, it goes dark and and you can sort the of show. see yeah the show the show's about to begin <laughs> yeah um so it's it's really it's really something and i hadn't felt that in a long time so when the lights did go down it was really something like an unbelievable feeling an indescribable feeling and there was a bit there was about a 10 to 12 second maybe up to 20 seconds where I could see the lights in the tunnel and I knew that he was coming up on stage and it was really something. Uh, Yeah. It's, um, it, it, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's really something. (laughs) Are you okay? No, because it's so, it's so new. Like it's one of these things where you just, I'm still, I'm still sort of, um, processing the whole thing. And, um, and then, you know, he comes out and he, he starts with Camp Army Love, which the last tour he was starting A Hard Day's Night and now it's Camp Army Love. So that was, that's fun. I thought that was a fun one. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, it's, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't expecting anything. I didn't look at the set list before going because I really didn't want to know what was going on, like at all. Was, but it was it, still the beginning of the tour though. Yeah, the first the first date was Spokane, Washington, which I didn't go to, um, but then it was Seattle. So I hadn't looked at anything. And um, if you are going, if you're listening to this and you are going to a future show and you don't want to know about it, I'm going to try to keep it as spoiler free as I can. But um, I, don't, I don't I don't want to because it's really <laughs> it's really fun. So uh, maybe I'll I'll just give you a warning. Um, so he goes, you know. Spoiler alert. Can't Buy Me Love, and then he does Junior's Farm, which I absolutely love, um, and Letting Go, which are, you know, two Wings songs. Um, some notable things that I really thought were fun, he added Getting Better, which I don't think I've heard Getting Better since 2000. And I, I, he may have done it in 2000. I know he did it in 2002. He may have done it in 2005, but I haven't heard it since then. Um, you know, he the first night he did Women and Wives, that's the only song off of McCartney 3, which is an album I really like, and I'm a little disappointed that he didn't play "Find My Way" because that's the song. He, it's a song he did with Beck, and it's okay. it's like the the biggest hit off the song off the album. So whatever. That's Why do you think fine. he chose that one? Um, I'm not sure. I it's a good song. Is it, is, I'm not familiar with it. Is it more up tempo? No, it's really down tempo, and it's okay. it's at the piano, and it's really it's just interesting. It's a it was an interesting choice. Um, so. That you know that that was fine, and then he does you know 1985, and maybe I'm amazed, and no spoilers here, but yes, no, but that's these are not. <laughs> uh, he also he does I've just seen a face, and the second night he swapped that out for uh, we can work it out. So he's nice. he's doing kind of like a two. He doesn't he doesn't change much in terms of set list, and that's that's always been the case, and that's absolutely. There's like one fine. or two songs. Yeah, and women and wives, as I just mentioned, um, he did let, let him in the second night. So I'd rather hear let him in. Yeah, I know, and I think most people probably would. I was really pl- pleasantly surprised to hear women and wives, so that was that mm. was good. Um, he also brought back dance tonight, which is off memory almost oh. full, which is nice little song with the the mandolin. Yeah, you know it's upbeat and fun. Um, you know, Blackbird here today, things like that. These are staples that he always does. Um, another one that he 
put on was new from that that album that came out in 2013 and i remember that album i mean i, I love that album but I think you and I went to buy it at HMV together. Yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. <laughs> on work hours, by the way. It was on work hours. Yes, it was. But uh, there were work hours. And then when there was Paul release things, um, work hours got shifted Different. a little bit because yeah. um, it was Paul time. Um, 100%. So he did new. And the second night, he actually swapped it for Queenie Eye. Um, uh, my favorite. No, I know you don't, you don't like that song. But it's just um, the only reason that he does not like this song, and I have to say, is because Meryl Streep is in it, and G is not a Meryl Streep fan. But I'm not a Meryl Streep fan. No, I just, no, she doesn't oh, have no. to be. In, she, doesn't, she doesn't have to be in everything. Okay. Well, you, you know? can send your hate mail to us, and not Anyways. to me. Um, <laughs> so he does. You know, he does, the other things that he um, he changed was he brought in uh, "You Never Give Me Your Money," and then Ooh. that went into "She Came In Through the Bathroom Window." Whoa. So she came in through the bathroom window, used to be a staple, uh, I'm going to say in 2008, 2009, something around there. He used to play too many people, and then she came in through the bathroom window. Okay. Um, but this was interesting. You never give me your money. So That's very cool. Yeah. But didn't he do You Never Give Me Your Money? Didn't he do it on the Back in the U.S. live album? He did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's I remember that. So, so And you saw that tour in Toronto. Yeah. So that's... Okay. Cool. So that's kind of one of those uh, songs that he just he can sort of bring back and take out whenever he wants, yeah. and and that's fun. Um, he did get back, obviously, and I would have been really disappointed if he had not done <laughs> get back because it's the got back tour. <laughs> so he I would did have that. loved if he did it honestly. It would have just and been like goodbye, good night. <laughs> listen, it's a possibility because spoiler alert: he does not play yesterday. Okay, I think the time of no. yesterday is over. I have it's been too many, many, many concerts now that he has not done it. It could be a voice issue. It could be anything. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. But <sighs> nope, there is no more yesterday's story. But there's and... isn't there like speculation that he just doesn't like playing the song anymore? Um, maybe kind of like a Crocodile Rock, Elton maybe, John situation. Maybe, maybe. But the thing is, like for me, I don't care. I know that I'll, I get crucified, but I don't want that. I don't like I if I hear yesterday or, or I don't, I don't care. It's not okay. My okay, so that's that song for you. You don't care. Not no, not really. No, because you've kind of heard her, which you know we've yeah, all I've heard, heard it a, a bunch of times, seen it. and yeah. that's that's that. You know, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, with Get Back, he actually uses footage from the Get Back docu series on Disney Plus, so it's really which fun. which I still have not seen. We need okay. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll get on it. Okay, fantastic. Anyways. Okay, so there was, there's that. And then he does Band on the Run, which, you know, obviously I, I love. And Live and Let Die, which is... Which, you know... Is really, really fun. Because... Always. There's a lot of explosions and lasers fire. and whatever. And fire. And it's really, really cool. And a quick thing here is that Paul always... Um, he... He reserves the first two rows, like the first eight seats right in front of the microphone of the first two rows, and those are upgrades. So people like that are sitting way at the top, they get brought down, and so that he makes sure that it's actual fans that are sit sitting in those seats and not like rich business people who just want to sit there. He doesn't want to look out in really? the crowd. Yeah, he doesn't want to look out in the crowd and see, you know insurance of banker guy in a suit just kind of mm -hmm. standing there i'm sorry I, that's the only thing that came to mind no no that's that's fair but, so so what you're saying is this, so this person gets to the venue they're sitting up in the nosebleeds and then they get but brought all down. This, 
So how, what happens? Someone goes to get them or at the door, they're like, hey, you're actually being upgraded. No, not at the door. So they're walking, let's say they're walking around the venue and there's somebody walking with tickets and then they, oh, they're they listening to conversations. So, you know, oftentimes it's a young couple or whatever. And, right. you know, so a, a bunch of times that's what it is. But what I really like to see is, and it doesn't happen very often, but they sometimes upgrade people who are in, you know, like middle-aged people or like people who are in their 50s or people who actually grew up with the music. Right. And those are fun because a lot of times it's people who've never seen him before. So oh, wow. on the first night, that was the case. Um, there was these two women in their 50s and they were like losing their minds. They were FaceTiming everybody and showing them their view from the seats. Anyways, <laughs> it was really, really, really sweet. But one of the fun things that I like to do, because I've seen it so often, is to look at the reaction of people during Live and Let Die. If you have no idea what's coming yeah. and you're sitting that <laughs> close... You, you want to pass out. And the woman who, one of the women, she fell back into her seat. Like she was that blown away and it made me laugh. Like I was like, wow, okay. She was like, I, I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, if yeah. you guys don't know what we're talking about, if you've never seen Paul, it's very loud. It's like really, really loud. Like you And I've never, I've never sat that close to the stage. I've sat on the side in the, in the, in the, in the lower bowl and yeah. it's, it's, for lack of a better term, it's fucking loud. And it's really loud and it's really hot. And when you're sitting that yeah. close, it's really, really hot. Yeah, so, and, and I don't think... You, but you, you're never... Even for you, Jess, you're for sure never ready for when it happens. No, like my ears but are you, never Like ready. I know when it's going to happen, because, but, yeah, like but you're I, never ready for it. No, no, but I love it. Like I wait for it. I'm like, okay, yeah, come on. It's, yeah. it's time for Live and Let Die. Um, yeah. So that, you know, that was fun. And... Uh, he always uh, follows that up with Hey Jude, and Hey Jude is always a nice time because always know, everybody gets involved and it's fun. I, uh, I I really like that. And then he goes off stage, and I get to sit down and have a drink of water for the <laughs> first time since he came out on stage. So and that's for like uh, two hours and twenty minutes. You were just doing that. You were going berserk. Yeah, just like jumping yeah. up and down and, and screaming like a yeah. crazy person. Yep, mm -hmm. it's fine. So then he comes back, and here is where the spoiler is. So I'm just I'm I'm warning you right away. She's spoiling it. I'm spoiling it, so you you might not want to hear about it. But Peter Jackson with this uh, Get Back series on Doc, uh, yeah. Disney Plus, yeah. So he actually he met with Paul, I guess, at one point, and they were talking about the tour and the set list. And Paul mm -hmm. talked about the song "I've Got a Feeling," and so in the in the past, when he's uh, done the song, Rusty, who's one of his guitar players, normally fills in the part of John Lennon. So it's it's always been fine. It's always been great. Whatever that you know. But Peter Jackson actually offered to sort of take the audio from the rooftop concert, like John's audio from the rooftop concert, and have Paul sing a, like a virtual duet with him. And it's really powerful. Because, yeah, no kidding. I saw yeah, the video. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. And when you're sitting in the crowd, and I had muted everything because I, I didn't know that that was coming. I didn't know that that's what it was. I saw something quick flash by, and I muted it right away because I did not want to know what it was. And this is the closest thing we'd ever get to seeing them perform together, other than if you were at the rooftop concert. But I thought that there was something really, really magical about um, the last time they ever performed together was then. And this That's is kind nuts. of just like a, 
I don't know. It's it's a bit it's a bit of a moment in time, and it really it it made me kind of weak in the knees because I was like, wow, this is this is really something. And you, you know, you think it's him? Sorry, go ahead. No, go go go. Do you think it's Paul kind of reflecting on his own mortality? Like it's possible. Like, uh, it's it's entirely yeah. possible. And the thing is, if that's what it is, that then then that's fine. I just. I wonder, like I was looking at Paul and, and when Paul is, when John is singing his part, Paul is staring at the screen and I wonder what he thinks when he looks at the screen. Like is he, it, you know, he's looking at his friend who he hasn't mm-hmm. seen in 42 years. Yeah. You know, that's, that's that's really quite intense. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I don't have any, I don't have anything to add. I don't know. So anyways, so then after that whole thing, he goes into birthday <laughs> and he does Helter Skelter. And then he does this thing after Helter Skelter where he goes up to his piano. And I obviously was really into it on the first night. And uh, he says, you know, there comes a time when we, we've got to go. And I was so not ready for it that I screamed no really loud. Like, no, I'm not. Don't go. <laughs> what the hell? But the consolation was that I knew I got to do it again the the next night. The next night. Yeah. And I know that that's not for everybody. You know, not everybody wants to go see multiple concerts. But I I, I really, really love um, doing two nights. I think it's it's really fun. For sure. Why not? I mean. Yeah. I'm already I've there. Kind of, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. Especially if you're doing, going out of town for it. I mean, I, I'm... I'm kind of on the same boat as you. If I if I know there's gonna be two shows for a certain artist that I really really love or a band that I really love, I, I even though it'll be the same show most likely. Yeah. The there are those bands where like you know like we've discussed Dave Matthews stuff like that that exactly. like they do different sets, but <clears throat> for the majority of the time it'll be the same set. But why not go twice? Like you know. Uh, yeah. I've done that for you. I've done that for you too. Even though. Right. They they do tend to change their set list sometimes, but the the basis the main set is the same. You know. Every other night. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's fun. And because I had soundcheck the second night, soundcheck, yeah. which, um, just quickly, what is, is... What does he do that's different? Yeah, so soundcheck is, is really interesting because it's like this private reception and then you get to go see Paul and the band rehearse, basically just test out all the instruments and the... In an empty arena. In an empty arena. And you're, you're about 30 rows back, so you're not right up against the stage. That's not how it works. Because they are working. And you can tell that they're you know, they're fixing stuff and um, there was like a popping sound at one point and Abe, the drummer, was like, where is that coming from? And you can tell that they're they're just trying to sort things yeah. out to make sure that there's there's nothing uh, going there. And also the horn section is there, which I haven't mentioned the horn section, but they are unbelievable. They're called the Hot City Horns and they make every song that has horns, like they just Amazing. elevate it. Like if you think of Let Em In and yeah, uh, yeah it, it just, it makes it sound so much more... It's that much more powerful. So at Soundcheck, you're going to hear songs that you are never going to hear during the show. So it's really fun. For sure. So for example, this uh, this Soundcheck, he did uh, just notable songs. He did Drive My Car. He did One After 909. Um, he also did Sea Moon, which I absolutely love. Um, he did Queenie Eye, just for you. Um, <laughs> are these songs he does in uh, like fully? Or are they like yeah, fully. a few minutes of it? No, okay. no full songs. Okay, okay. Um, and then he does um, "It's So Easy," a buddy Holly and the Crickets cover, which is mm-hmm. which is really nice. He also does "20 Flight Rock," which is a song that I really enjoy as well. It's an Eddie Cochran song, and there's a story about Paul uh, playing this song on the guitar to impress John, and it's it's 
it's a whole thing. Um, he mm-hmm. also does Ram On to test the uh, ukulele song off of Ram, obviously. Which is one of your favorites. Which is one of my all-time favorites. I just uh, love this. And he then went into uh, Big Barn Bed, which is a song off of Red ah. Rose Speedway. And at the end of Ram On, there are two, like, Ram On's on Ram. And at the end of that, there's sort of like a snippet of what's to come, and that's what he played, and it was the first time I'd ever heard that uh, live. So that was a really special uh, treat for me. Then he did that's Women incredible. and Wives because uh, he swapped that out with Let Him In, and then he did Midnight Special and Lady Madonna, and that was that was it. <coughs> and so you know, it's it's not a huge amount of songs, but. Because it's songs that you're not going to see during the show, it's uh, it's really quite special. I am a little disappointed because I wanted to see coming up, but that's I've a good one. Live. Uh, listen, I've seen it before, yeah. but it's um, it was not to be. It was the first night he did it at the first soundtrack, so it's it's fine. And am I desperately looking to go to another show? <laughs> Along the of tour? course you are. Always. Yes, I always. am. And will I be in Los Angeles on Friday? I don't know. Perhaps. But Maybe. most likely. Most likely, but we're we're still working on it. So if the Paul stars align, you will be there. Exactly. And Which is most of the time. Listen, it's um it was unbelievable to be back, to feel that kind of energy again, to be, you know, my feet hurt after and I thought this yeah. is this is fun. And there was, you know, confetti everywhere and i just thought it's hot and i hate that there are so many people but oh my god i just i can't believe that i'm back in here and it felt it felt like it felt like normal again and it was nice it was nice to rediscover that amazing um okay thank you you're about to start crying you could you can i'm not gonna cry no i'm not gonna cry i just uh, actually you know what speaking of crying um, and so during here today, and this will be my last little tidbit, but during here today, Paul is raised on this big platform and, uh, he got choked up when he was singing. It's a song about a conversation he never had with John and it's, it's very sweet. And he got choked up and he actually forgot the lyrics and he stopped and he oh, wow. was like, I, I know the words I wrote this song. And then he went back into it. And that's that's one of the rare, rare, rare times that you see, like those genuine moments. I love those because you yeah. those those are they're unscripted and you're never going to see them. It's it's a moment in time and it's fleeting. And, and it's never it's and it's something you'll remember forever. Forever. You know, it's like there's one there's always that one specific moment during a show, whether it's you're looking at the artist or the band on stage, or it could be a, a moment of like someone next to you or behind you. You're yeah. like, oh, I remember that person dancing crazy to that song. Yeah. You know, like, or I remember the artist, you know, whatever, did that, like you said, with Paul. Like, it, it, there's always that one moment at each show. Yeah. And that, that was, that was the moment at, at that, that one. And there are too, there are too many other moments to, to pick from, but the, that was one of the, the notable ones from the night. So. Jess, you did it. I did it. You kicked it off. You kicked off your concert renaissance with Paul McCartney. It's very exciting. And thank you for telling us about it. Hey. Anytime. And perhaps, perhaps somewhere down the line, there'll be an LA show to talk about. (laughs) Oh my God. That's crazy. That's if you end up there, right? Which you most likely will. Probably. We'll see. Okay. Okay. 
So uh, by the time this is released, Jess is already in LA. By the way, <laughs> it's just, just letting you know. It's very possible. Um, yeah. Thanks for letting me share this uh, my concert renaissance with you. Oh no, you didn't give me a choice, but you're welcome. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. Hey, next yeah. episode is all about you. So here we it go. is like usual. Uh, we always do a one and one and one and exactly. work together, but we're not together now, obviously. So it's um, uh, but it's yeah, good to be back. Good to be back. Hey, just a question, because we, you know, we have to. Um, is there a bathroom break song in there? Or? Um, I would rather die than go to the really? bathroom uh, during really? a Paul McCartney show. So yeah. I actually would would prefer not to choose any. Um, that being said, <laughs> for the benefit of Mr. Kite, I'm, thank you. I'm done with it. Okay. I'm done with that and I'm done with Helter Skelter. I don't care. Don't don't come at me. I am done with both those songs. Right. Okay, but Benefit of Mr. Kite is, is the one uh, yes. that, that's, yeah. that's enough for me. Okay, let's it's end enough. it on that note. Um, thank you, and uh, I guess uh, I'll see you again next week. Okay, sounds good. The Concert Goers Podcast is written and produced by Jessica Dion with your hosts, Jessica Dion and Jenny Fiasque. Follow us on social media at The Concert Goers on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The Concert Goers is produced in association with Snob Media.